get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Uh. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome to the 41st <laughs> installment of the What Up Though podcast. <laughs> you just like, uh, I know what episode it is. I don't even have to look. Right, right. Like, uh, welcome uh, to the... What uh, is it again? 34, 40, I almost said 40, 44. 31st. 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 Yeah, but welcome back and shit. How's the week, my brother? We uh, are missing Empire right now, so we devastated Boo fucking who man every other than that pretty good pretty much every outlet is of social media except for like Instagram right and even then there's still Instagram memes about Empire in my feed so oh I didn't see any thank God yeah yeah I still got I don't know man I I still just refuse to fucking watch I'm not watching it I'm I'm just not at least after tonight we don't have to hear about it no more. I don't know. It's like part of me wants to watch in the sense of just not being left out of the conversation, which I mentioned on an earlier podcast, the idea of like watching stuff just so you don't be left out of the conversation. But it's like for that, it's like, man, I just don't I just don't care to watch it. But like the the idea not, you know, not being able to go on social media at all because everybody's talking about some shit you ain't watching. Man, it's like I'm happy that, you know, we're we're getting, you know, shows again on TV, you know, in the mainstream mainstream times and you know but saints i just i have no i i care not to watch it i'm just it's not one of my um what's the what's the correct i could i couldn't care less oh yeah yeah yeah. couldn't care less (laughs) (laughs) if you said i could care less this might be the last episode (laughs) well i'm glad (laughs) it become a solo show the thing is i questioned it when i said it so but i was like man i hope i get the right one first (laughs) this would be the 41 would be the last episode it'd be Two minutes long, right? Like it's it's been real, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see me promoting Mike's Mike's podcast episode one. <laughs> I think we got the solo show. Should I couldn't care less about uh, <laughs> about continuing what up though at this point. <laughs> you just be like, uh, what's the dude name? Was it Deuces? 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 I think so. I don't know. Deuces? It, it depends Deuses on what you talking about. Deuces and Mero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't. The, the other guy doesn't exist to me. Nah. It'd just be the, the, the mic show. Yeah. It'd just be what up. Right. <laughs> like, I'm taking a dough, damn it. <laughs> you would not leave this bitch with a dough. I'm taking that bitch. <laughs> what up, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I think my, my week was pretty crappy. Um, I should say crappy. Uh, I had to take my truck in and shop, spent a whole bunch of money. Um, so, that was kind of sad. But, St. Patrick's Day was uh, quite intoxicating. Uh, so much to the point, I'm not even having anything right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> drinking coffee or something like. That. I, I sure am drinking coffee, <laughs> and I got some water too. Man, and it's like a full 24 hours later. Man, it's just you know you get older, man. You can't do that shit, man, like you used to, dude. I used to remember hearing old, you know, older folks say shit like that, and I didn't never think I would get to the point of saying shit like that. But man, I, I was thinking early, like, man, I just I can't I can't rock like that, man. Getting pissy pissy drunk man that shit that shit for the birds because the the recovery time is just so much fucking longer (laughs) man 
I just remember, you know, being mid-twenties and, you know, drink like hell, wake up, and be good, you know, maybe yeah. a slight ha- headache or something. Now, shit, man, it's like a two-day process, man, to, <laughs> to recover from heavy shit. I, I just think of all the drinking contests and just... Man, I remember one time being on Belle Isle and I think we, I think a barbecued or something. So we had a, bought a bunch of fucking 24 packs. So we had like a 24 pack left and we were having a, a we were shotting beers. So pretty much just cracking the bitches open and just going down, man. And I just like, man, I did that shit now. I would fucking pass the fuck out. <laughs> I, first, first off, I wouldn't get through the, the can of beer. And then I just I would just be out. I can't I can't do it. Yeah, it makes me too sleepy and full. Oh God, it's I can't do it. I could do I could still drink. I still well I mean like I was, well the episode's banned now, so we can't talk. <laughs> so I can't say like I said on like the I, episode. Like but, I said that uh, it's not here. Yeah, right, like I said on the episode that no longer exists. I still think I could when it comes to liquor, I can out drink pretty much anybody that I know, or at least on a level. Like I don't think. I don't know. I don't think I know anybody who I feel I can out drink me, but mm, is it? I know how to play my cards right and drink what I know right. is in my is in my capabilities. I know if I had like a beer drinking contest with somebody, I'd probably lose. If I had a tequila drinking contest with somebody, I'd definitely lose. So, yeah, just depends. Yeah, t- tequila. Uh, yeah, I I I can't. I still can't drink uh, Jose Cuervo dark to this day because of drinking me and a buddy a kid long while ago. I think I I was just right after my twenties. Sat outside, fucking faced the fucking fifth, and I can't even take the smell anymore. Like that <laughs> shit. Yeah, just the smell of that shit just gives me like horrible memories, and that shit was. At least ten years ago, probably maybe twelve or thirteen years ago. Yeah, I can't do it. I, I just, it's, I, I know, I just, I just don't drink it a lot, and then I don't even like. I mean, it's not like there's any liquor that tastes good per se, but like the tequila for me, tequila. Well, tequila's the second word. I, I can't stand gin, but at least if I drank gin, I could, I could deal with it. Like I feel like I, I wouldn't get too faded off of. But tequila, tequila puts me out quick. There's no middle ground with tequila. You just fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's not. You know, you you have some liquors. You know, you could like for fun, honey jack. I could sip that. You know, and for a while. And I could you probably know. still. I could probably drink a whole bottle of honey jack. And granted, I'd be. I'd probably be fucked up. But I could probably drink a whole bottle of it. I could probably successfully drink it and still be awake and probably not be hungover the next day. Yeah, I I, I could I, I I agree with that. But tequila, that's just, it's like you just want to get fucked up liquor. Like, we have to <laughs> chill, sit outside on a sunny day liquor. Right, that's you know, Honey Jack. Honey Jack. And then, you know, you have, you know, you being fancy, you having martinis or some shit liquor. Then you just got this whole other section of, let's get fucked up. And that's tequila. Yep. So, even I could, I could even do that with gin, too. But, um, nah, tequila is pretty much shots and, yeah fuck that so uh over the course of the past week we we recorded a week ago but i did a week ago <laughs> throw head up right but um we just posted the last episode as of the time of this recording uh two days ago but uh in that two days a lot has happened uh kendrick's album leak kendrick lamar's album leaked and now did it leak? see i thought it did it leak and then he just released it 
Well, uh, I said uh, I said leaks because it came out early. But oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I think we still don't know if it was intentional or not. Uh, it sounded like I think uh, who was it? I think it's like the manage the manager of TDE or whatever. He put um, he tweeted that it was uh, basically he was mad at Interscope for putting it out. So I think he was kind of accusing Interscope of putting it out early on purpose. I don't uh, really know what purpose okay. that serves, but. Either way, it was not supposed to come out until uh, a week from yesterday, but mm. it's out. So, <laughs> and it was out, and it was legit out. Like it was out, you could buy it in iTunes. But then after like a day, not even a full day, you couldn't buy the explicit on iTunes no more. Like they made it really so that yeah, it went to pre-order like pretty quick. Like it came out like I think at midnight or something, and then like by. I don't know, maybe like 10, 11 a.m., you couldn't buy it, buy the explicit in iTunes no more. It was back to pre-order, but you could still buy the clean version. But, you know, by then it's too late, so. Right, it's already out. Yeah, Probably people downloading it, so. you know. I wonder if you, like, if you bought it, bought the explicit in iTunes during that time period, if they, like, somehow, like, took it back. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's like, this like no this, this, your, your download is, is canceled. Yeah, I guess they can't really do shit about that, but. So your thoughts on it? Mm, you can go first. <laughs> um, I think it's cool. This um, be one of those rare instances where we disagree. I think we we disagree on other shit. I think. But it don't happen often. Yeah, but I I like the album. Um, I like the like the 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 I don't know what you want to call it. it. It's almost like a funk like in, influence. Um, you know, the first track was like with George Clinton. There's another track that kind of reminds you like DJ Quick ish, but I felt that in the first maybe like six or seven tracks, it yeah. had like this like West Coast kind oh, of it's funk definitely, feel. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, and so you know, I, I I thought it was cool. I I listened to it through the, when I when it first dropped. I guess that was Monday then, right? Was that yeah, yeah. Was I listened to it through, um, and then I've been listening to it sparingly. Um, but I, uh, I, I, I like it. Uh, you know, and, you know, you had those debates, you know, because you know you have those extra people that are, you know, it's a classic, you know, what I'm saying the first, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those people, but I did um, enjoy it for the first listen, and I'm like, I don't need a week to to decide if an album is awesome or not. You know, what I mean? to me, it's like, I feel like you know you have pros and cons in that. It's like. If if it takes so long to like say okay this album is cool now is it like are you forcing yourself to make it better you know what I mean yeah I think that's the line is that some people like especially with somebody like him who's like it's kind of like a foregone it's not a foregone conclusion but it's like a thing where it's like you have it you just kind of have to like it because that's just what the popular opinion is going to be is right. whatever he does is great right. so if you listen to it on first listen you're just like eh. But you see everybody else is like classic, classic, classic. You like, well, let me listen again. Well, right. let me listen again. You like right. keep listening to it, just like try to make yourself like it. So I think that I think that happens. But then I think it's also for me sometimes it's the thing where, um, just sometimes stuff just has to grow on me. Like I might listen to something the first time, I'm just kind of like, eh. But I know things have a habit of growing on me. Or conversely, I can listen to something at first and think like it's hype it's good just because I'm just hyped for it right and then once I calm down off the hypeness I'm listening to it I'm like this don't really have no replay value see and that happened a lot with uh I, I think the opposite happens with your your favorite artist like you know you want your artist to do so well that you know you're not as critical 
maybe a first listen. Like, maybe exactly. I'm just not hearing, you know, what I think. And then, ten listens later, two weeks later, alright, it's the bomb now and shit. You know, I don't know. I like to say first, but, you know, naming an album a classic off of first listen is not exactly, you know, <laughs> you know, the... Uh, uh, yeah. I would never do that. Like, I think the, the most I do on an album off the first listen or two is say that I think it's really good or that it has, like, album of the year potential off of listen or two. For me, a classic has to be timeless. So I'm not going to name something... I'm not going to... For me, I'm not going to name something a classic if I feel like 10 years from now, I'm not really going to be dealing with it. Like, if, if it's something I can come back to in 5 to 10 years and I'm listening to it and I'm still like, yep, this is still dope, then mm-hmm. it's a classic. And a, a good example of that is, like, actually right before Kendrick's album leak, I was thinking about... Um, I don't know what made me think about it, but somehow uh, Ja Rule got triggered in my head and like yeah, his how does first that happen? I don't know <laughs> his first album though man is like so dope man I remember like I still what was his first album Vinny Vidi Vici oh uh, okay yeah I remember thinking like when it when he when he first came out I was like I don't like Ja Rule man he old DMX wannabe like uh, I'm not I'm not good with that and my boy Daryl played his album in the car one time I was like is this Ja Rule's album he was like yeah I was like I think like why is every track banging like this shit is hard like and it's like it's hard in the sense of like even songs where in the title where it sounds like it's gonna be whack because you know sometimes you can see a title like yeah I'm probably not gonna like that song mm-hmm. like even the songs with like whack titles it was dope and it just made me think about that so I like listened to that album again a few days ago and I was like man this shit's still hard and that's just from like 1999 or something like that yeah that, <laughs> that, that shit was is a, old man I wasn't a huge fan of Jaru but I remember that album being one of the better ones that I, I liked of his uh, but yeah like you say that that is the definition of classic that's how to find a classic like, right. If it if if it came out ninety nine and I, I feel like it probably did, it makes it sixteen years old and I still listen to it. I was like, this shit still bang. So like, I don't throw around classic easy. Like I can't think of any rap album that I would call a classic anytime recently. Like I, I now all the all of the all of the classic albums that I think that I that I go to is probably nineties. Yeah, uh, most most likely. Yeah, um, anything that I would call a classic probably is not dated any later than maybe like the year two thousand. That's probably like the latest that something came out that I would call a classic, except for like a Kanye album or um, uh, maybe like uh, like for well, why are you thinking? For me, uh, like Aquaman, was a, t- a classic album to me. I always go back to that. And I think, well, I don't know if you brought up. Or I think that's still the 2000 range, but that might be later than 2000. But I think it's still in that general. Oh, well, I'm just talking about just, just as far as classics, not exactly oh, statewide, okay. but just as far as like classic stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if it was you that brought it up or somebody else that tweeted it, but but uh, Doggy, was it Doggy Style? That was me. Yeah, yeah, that was you. Okay, yeah. That's always going to be Yeah, me. that was always, for me, that was a, a classic album. Um, I said in like ten years ago that I could, I could, I bet I could listen to Doggy Style when I'm sixty, and it'll still be my favorite rap album of all time. And I could still listen to it right now, uh, twenty years after it came out, and it's still it's still my favorite. Like it, it, I don't like it like even a little. And I don't even like really rap no more at this point. But like I don't like Doggy Style any less now. Than I did in 1994. Like it's still great to me in 1990. I mean, in 2015, and I have no reason to believe it's still not going to be great to me in 2035. 
Like that that album is the shit to me. Every every periodically I tweet Snoop Dogg, thank you for doggy style. Like <laughs> I'm not kidding. I periodically tweet him that maybe like twice a year. I would just randomly like at Snoop Dogg, thanks for doggy style, appreciate it. Yeah, that that was definitely one of the <laughs> of the better one of the best albums that came out in, during that time and his his albums, period. Oh, it was yeah, it's not even close. Um <laughs> I said, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was that one. I really did. You ever did you ever uh, for this the blue cart blue carpet treatment? Yes, I thought that album was dope, and it, it didn't was, get it much. Dope. It didn't get much. Uh, it didn't get the the fanfare, I guess, that like a you know doggy style or any other ones you know got. But I thought that album was dope as hell. Like Is it that the one that had uh, beautiful on it, with mm-hmm. Pharrell and shit. Yeah, that, and drop it like it's hot or something like that. Yep. Was that, was that um, yeah, yep. that was. I, that was I like, believe that's it. If that if that's that was like his best one, like in a long time at that point, and it's he ain't put out nothing on of that caliber since. Yeah, at this so, point, I don't I don't expect nothing to come no, out, I don't, of, I don't. out of Snoop. You know, at this point, it's been twenty years, and I think it's finally reached the point where if he put out something new, I probably wouldn't even. I probably wouldn't even fuck with it because it's just unless t- he put out a single that was like crazy dope. But I don't even think he's capable of making. Good music I think he's just. I think he's just going to be fe- doing features and stuff. Like you know, he was on the you know Kendrick's album, and I haven't heard him on much else lately. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned this when you were upstairs a few minutes ago. I was on Facebook and there was a a, a sponsored ad, okay, and it was for a, a Game of Thrones mixtape, and it was like not sponsored like by somebody random it was posted by the official game of thrones facebook really yeah it was called it's called catch the throne mixtape volume two and i'm like the fuck does it have to do with like i don't know I, I didn't know what it was it was free so i clicked the link and it took me to the itunes page for it and it's a bunch of rap songs about game of thrones stuff and i was like i want no parts of this but one of the songs was by snoop dogg I was like, this is what you're doing now? Like, right. you're making songs about Game of Thrones on, like, random mixtapes for, for Game of Thrones? Like, this is so random and corny. Like, That's I, hilarious. I, I played the little 30-second snippet How of it, and it was... Trash? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, <laughs> it, was, well, it was, like, bad in the sense of, like... Like, the beat was dope and everything. It was cool, like, it... But, like, he was rapping about Game of Thrones. Like, I'm not, like... Game of Thrones is like my favorite TV show, but I'm not trying to hear raps about Game of Thrones. Like this is, I mean, <laughs> this is weird. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't watch Game. Of, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I plan on it, but I haven't. But I just can't see anything what I've seen of previews or about characters that screams rap. No, there's nothing about it that screams rap. At so all. I couldn't see that. Just hearing good Snoop Dogg say names of the characters on the TV show was just really weird. So yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't expect anything out of him. But um, as far as Kendrick's album goes, man, like I'm not really feeling it at this point, man. Like, what's your beef? My beef is the production on it. Like, I feel like the production of it is very um, boring. Like, it's very drab. Like, especially like the after the like you said, it, it starts off with a very Shit. like West Coast kind of like funk kind of feel, and I was cool with that. But maybe like about six tracks in, somewhere in that range, it got this very like the production got this like. R&B, neo-soul kind of, like, very, I don't know, like, nothing I really would, like, nod my head to, like, kind of just, like, I'm just sitting here blankly, blank staring, listening to the lyrics, and it's, like, to me, it's an an example of how you can be the dopest lyricist, and you can have the dopest stuff to talk about, but if the music itself isn't keeping my interest, then I don't even really care what you have to say. 
Right. It's like I have to, I have to like if I'm feeling the music aspect of it, then I'm gonna be listening more to what you have to say, or I'll care more about what you have to say. But when the music comes on, I'm just sitting there and I don't feel it. Then I just want to go on the next track. So you can be talking about the deepest, most profound shit. I'm not gonna know because after about thirty seconds, I'm like, I don't want to hear this anymore. Right, you're done. And like, I feel like it's like something that is good for like lyrics and concept and all that shit. But it's like for me, the production is so like it's so Nyquil, dog. I'm like just sitting there, like, man, it's some shit. Like it, it was a song that I was just like, this shit sound like you something you meant to go to sleep to. Like it sound like some old Kenny G smooth jazz. Like I'm ready to take a nap type shit. I'm like, and I'm listening to it at like seven o'clock in the morning. I need something to, you know, that I feel good about or whatever. And I was listening to, it, I was like, this shit sounds so yeah, boring, I mean, it man. Sound, it just sounds like it's just it's just not your your speed. It's not, it's really not, man. I'm like, ugh, I don't know, man. I I looked at his album as like a like a bad spades hand. I was like, I like two and a possible. <laughs> like, like, like I'm not a big fan of this. Well, and I'm I, disappointed because I really like that the black and the berry joint, dog. I was like, man, this shit is so good. I was like, can I get an album full of this? Like, I would love that, but like, it's not like that, man. So that's the track you actually like on it. Yeah, I like that track. I like the King Kunta track. Um, I like. I'm kind of. I'm. I'm kind of like on the fence. Like, I, I like aspects of the uh, track. Uh, you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was cool maybe like the first three or four tracks in like the first one um, something like that maybe like the first three or four but King Kunta out the first three or four is probably my favorite one I mean well definitely my favorite one and that definitely uh, encompasses the whole West West Coast feel uh, yeah. as far as the, 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 the beat like I say it, to yeah, me I like it, that it picks up in uh, tempo as yeah the that's dope that, that like, part is dope as hell yeah it's like you, you have like the standard I don't know nothing about production but like you have the standard the standard basics of the beat and it keeps that but then it adds more with each verse and by the time you get to the end of the song it's like it's got a lot going on. It's 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 you know it's dope. Yeah, so it, I like that. It kind of like speeds up, man. It's yeah. dope. I I, I did. I, that was one of the parts of the song I really liked too. When that the beat kind of changed and sped up. Um, that's one of my. I think the the better tracks on there that I like. And I only. It's funny because I only. I listened to that song probably a couple of days ago before the album actually had dropped. I hadn't even tried to listen to it beforehand. But I don't know the title. Not that I was expecting. Well, I was. I was expecting something totally different. Like, the the lyrics, all that. Like, the title didn't... It wasn't what... It didn't describe what I heard. Right. And so... But I did. I liked the track, though. I liked the first track with uh, George... Well, I'm a George Clinton fan. Yeah. So... I, I, I was... Um, after the first track, I was like, okay. All right. I wasn't sold with the... Uh, the one track with... The track with Snoop. Um, yeah, I wasn't... I think Bilal... Was it Bilal on yeah, that? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I was kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah, that one. That at that point, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. And then I think you was maybe like the seventh track or something like that. And I was like, this is cool because it it, it 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 picked up in uh, in emotion. It was like it got really. Uh, I'm not saying emotional like he was crying or something, but it picked up where like you could feel it. Right. right. So I was like, that was dope. But like. After that, man, it was like it just the rest. The rest of it, almost the entire rest of it, was like nope. Like I, I just listened to it for like thirty seconds. I was like, this is really boring. And now, do you think nope. it's one of those albums that you would grow, or you just you're you're pretty like? I've already listened to it a couple of times, and I don't see it. I only 
it can only go one or two ways. One of one or two ways when I listen to something a few times. It's either gonna grow on me, or I'm gonna fuck this shit. Right, or I'm gonna definitively know like this just isn't for me. And I'm like, this just isn't for me. I'm not. I I can't really. I'm, I, I I it has no replay value to me at all. And that's something that kind of happened to me with um, Eminem's last album. It was like it was kind of it's kind of the same as Kendrick. It was like. Any, with any Eminem album, the lyrics is gonna be dope as fuck. But it's like if the production's not there; it's just not there. And he's bad with hooks to me. Like Eminem's hooks are always like really bad to me a lot of the time. He's not a hook guy. At he's all. not a hook guy. And like, I like when I listen to the Marshall Mathers LP too. Like when I listen to it, maybe like two or three times, I was like, this. I can't see myself listening to any of these songs five, ten years down the road. Like this doesn't really have any replay value for me. And replay value is huge. In determining whether or not I really fuck with something, so like, I listen to the Kendrick. I'm just like, this doesn't have any replay value for me at all. And at this point, any subsequent listens that I give to it are just me trying to trying to find ways to like it. And see, that's, and, and if that, I got if right. it's at that point, then it's not even it's just not happening. Right, and that's and that's why you know, in, when people when on Monday when Kendrick dropped, and you know, I kept saying people, you know, just listen to it, you know, uh, before you call it the greatest album, all that shit. I'm like. I, I I didn't I definitely didn't think no greatest album shit, but I I just think like you say, I at some point you can listen to something and you keep listening to it and you just either you just come desensitized and you just you know okay it's cool now I'm like if it was shitty the first time how's it gonna gradually change from shitty to great you know what yeah I mean? so so I like know. and his his albums are the perfect example actually because this one on subsequent listens I just realized I was like this just ain't for me but then this last one. It did grow on me, like, on, on future listens. So, it was like, I listened to Good Kid, Mad City, and I was like, this is cool. And then I listened to it again, I was like, okay, this, this is, oh, yeah, I like this a little bit more. I like this a little bit more. And it grew on me. So, it was like, it, yeah, it, you never really know. Sometimes you might, it might depend on the mood that you're in, or, or the, for me, the, the avenue in which I listen to it is a big deal. So, like, I'm very particular about how I listen to something. Like, I won't listen to anything with earbuds. Really? Yeah, because I I won't get the sound. Like you miss too much. It's too like quiet. I kind of like to be enveloped in the sound. So like if if I really want to get an idea of what it's like, I need to listen to it in the car, or I need to listen to it with my good headphones, my the ones that cover my ears, my my studio headphones. Studio headphones make it sound like I'm a rapper or something. Or I'm like, but I'm not a rapper. But I'm not. Uh, but like they're studio type headphones. My good my good headphones. So those yeah. are the only ways. My earbuds that I is pretty cool, and they're pretty good. That's about the either like my ways of either one where I can just sit and have no other distractions um, with my headphones, or if I'm driving. Usually driving is usually my my uh, my go to for for listening to the new stuff. That's the best way for me. Um, so. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It may, I don't know, girl. I mean, you know, think every album ain't for isn't for everybody. So yeah, you know, some and I shit. Mean, you, you, you accept that? It's like you know, if I go on Twitter and I see everybody saying, "Oh, Kendrick is a classic. Oh, this is amazing. This is amazing." I'm not gonna be one to be like, hey, "Well, I guess I better start finding a way to like it." <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. If I don't like it, I don't like it. And that's the same way. It's like with Empire. Like everybody tweets about it the whole show, and I. Oh, this is so amazing! Oh, I can't believe that happened, and I see the tweets, but I'm not gonna be like, "Well, shit! I guess I better get into Empire because it must be good." Well, see, like I, thing, I don't have any interest in it. Well, so the thing with Empire with me was that the first like two or three episodes, everybody said it was just so garbage, but it was just entertaining. 
You know what I'm saying? So I didn't understand like it, it did it did it just become drastically better? Or did people just get used to the shit and just want for entertainment and shit? So I wasn't too wasn't I'm not sure what, what happened. So, but I still have no interest in uh, checking out. I don't give a fuck about Taraji Henson, uh, uh, any of the characters. Like you know, there's nobody on the show that's really because every other than you know uh, Terrence Howard and her, everybody else is just uh, who are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't know nothing, but you know. I think they had uh, they had a couple of people on. I think this last episode was a uh, was uh, Malik Yoba. I think he's on. Yeah, he's on. He was on. I this made la- a face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't make it. He made a uh, like some shit stink face. Uh, I think he's on this last episode. Uh, he may have been on other ones, but I don't watch. That's just what I saw today. I think uh, Jennifer Hudson was on the episode, um, and I'm I'm like she's not a fucking actor. Yeah, He's a not, yeah, I don't care. So, I just don't. I just don't care. Oh, yeah. I think it's like a kind of like a. Well, we talked about it before. The idea of like people just kind of wanting to be part of the conversation, so they all just want to watch as a group. So it might be shitty, but nobody people are just there to tweeting live tweeting it together as a group with thousands of other people. People will make it just feel make it more enjoyable. Do you remember TV before live tweeting? Like, I mean, you just enjoyed the show, <laughs> barely, right? <laughs> That was a perfect time. Damn, for that. If only I had the right. If only I had it. Keep That's up. why I gotta get my tablet, my charger for my tablet, man. Because I'm gonna have that mug on standby. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's I think the best example I can recall. We could have used the I know two of them when you were talking about the actors in the show. Oh, we should. Yeah, we, damn, <laughs> see, we, we gotta we gotta have that for the next one, man. I gotta I gotta make sure I get I gotta find the charger that works. Like, for Taraji and Terrence Howard. Right. I know two. I know of them. two of them. <laughs> uh, I think the best example of like sh- a shitty show, but everybody tuned in was uh, the Leah biopic. Right, man, that was the worst shit I've seen on TV in a good long time. The and, casting and was everybody so everybody watched. It. Man, they had this skinny. It was a skinny tall dude that was Dame Dash, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? So I think this is a great transition. To call it. <laughs> right, it's perfect. <laughs> right, and I wouldn't even. Probably Why are you over here not being a real man by the right, right. of a man? <laughs> right, right. So great transition. So Dame Dash did the Breakfast Club uh, a few days ago, and maybe we should tell our listeners who Dame Dash is. Most of our listeners probably know, but I mean, we probably got some people who don't really know who that is. So Dame Dash was one of the the the, the starter the. The starting members or uh, what you want, founders of Rockefeller Records. Ah, that's a good. That's the word. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty much Dame, Dame Dash, Jay Z, and then uh, Biggs. Uh, can't yeah, think of his name. Me neither. Uh, but yeah. So when they split off, you know, it was always speculation that you know Dame was broke. He, you know, he pissed at Jay Z and. You know, shit like that. So he does in a few uh, a few inter- interviews uh, that's been notable. Uh, the prior to the Breakfast Club, he did one with uh, Combat Jack, and that's when he. It's like you could have had a bingo for for Culture Vulture, <laughs> you, uh, or every time he says Culture Vulture, you drinking shit. You know, uh, you've been fucked up. Yeah. So he did that. Um, I think he did something else, but then this latest one, and it, you know, he Dame is just on this. I mean, 
this entrepreneurial, you know, don't work for nobody. You don't have a be your own boss. And, and, and his whole message is so skewed because he's so rude and disrespectful and demeaning. And, you know, I... I couldn't. I couldn't do. It. Like I got through the first part, and then I got through like three fourths of the second part, and I was like, I can't fuck with this shit no more. Well, that's I, all you really need to get through. <laughs> how far did you go? Um, I didn't make it through the whole second part either. I don't know where I stopped in the second part, but I didn't make it through the whole thing either. But I mean, by that point, there's not really much to much left. I mean, he's do. not saying. He's not, and the thing is, it's not like you know. You have a bunch of hotheads. I saw on, on Twitter. I saw some on Facebook. You know that you know talking about you just, you know he he's telling a good message. You got to have strong skin. You shouldn't let that. I'm like the dude is demeaning as fuck. Like it's not like you know he's telling people how to to be a, a boss because he you know he he said that a thousand times. All he's saying is he used his own money and flipped it, which pretty much means he was probably in dope game. Had money, brought it to rapping and all that shit. Or the, you know, the Rockefeller. So it's not like he's giving tips on how to be a great entrepreneur or any of this shit. There's nothing he said that's like, yeah, you know, that's what I could do. Other than he used his own money and he flipped it and whatever. And he don't, and he, and he, and he's a boss. Yeah, and he's like, like you said, he's real demeaning. And he like, he, he makes it sound as if like anybody can do it. Which is true, theoretically, but... Anybody can't do it the way he did it. Because like you said, he didn't do anything legitimate. And then also he was being very vague. Like he wouldn't, like you said, he don't give actual tips on how to like come up in the business world. He's like, like you said, I just got money and I just flipped it. I just used my own money. Like that would be his thing. Well, like they would ask him, like, well, you had to start somewhere. He's like, I just used my own money. I just used my own money. Like, like people can just poof, make money and right. make money my, appear and I'm then say, my, hey, I'm going to start a business. I'm using my own money. Like. Yeah, so he didn't say how he got his own money, which is probably because he didn't get his own money through anything legal. But then the part, the aspect of the bother me was like he tried to like tear down people who don't do that, who haven't done that. Like, like, and he made it sound he made it so bad by saying stuff like I, I don't I don't even understand how you think. Like we we think completely differently. Like, it, like what is your think? What, what what difference in your thinking? Like I don't understand. Like that was his excuse for like not being able to explain himself, like or not being able to understand what. DJ Envy was saying like I I don't even understand the the crazy thing about it is that like <laughs> somebody tweeted me a picture that was like a, a comparison of the net worth between the two people and yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, well, you talking about him and Envy? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Envy, and it was embarrassing. And it's like Envy took such a high role with that man. Man, I probably would have jumped across so, the table with that nigga. No, oh, man, I see too many interviews where. I don't. I just kind of don't understand why the person conducting the interview continues the interview because it's your show. So if the person's gonna come on and disrespect you and talk to you crazy. Why are you even continuing the interview? Like, I, like you gonna tell me how much of a boss you are and how you run everything? But I could run you up out of here right now. I can end this interview and you're done. Your outlet I, I, for your little I fucked have, up message is I've, over. I may have. I may have ended the interview. I, I would have been like. I would have been like. You know, I would have caught whatever from my my bosses or whatever the fuck it was. But I was just been like, you know what? Well, fuck it. Just just end it then. I mean, because he's gonna get the thing is the Breakfast Club. They they get. They get the best interviews, you know, no matter what. So it's like... And they're the number one morning show in the country. Right. Like, if they say, you know what? I'm not going to let you talk to me like this. Interview's done. Get out. Is DJ Emery going to get fired? No. And if he if he did, there'd be a million people blowing up his phone trying to hire him 
within 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like he's going to be okay. He's doing way too much. He's got the he's on he's the host of the number one morning show in the country. He's like uh he does uh does he have like a show with like on Sirius or something like I think that? So. Like he he has that. He has his own he you know, he obviously goes around and does DJ gigs. He was uh I think he's done a countless number of mixtapes for like He's good. Big he's time. Set. Yeah, he's good. He's set, man. He's paid. Like this he he has no he has no worries. Meanwhile, Dame is on his show talking about how he's a boss with his little businesses that nobody knows about because they ain't doing shit with his record label with nobody on it because nobody knows who they are and none of them are doing shit. He's like doing the only relevance that Dame Dash has had over the last 10 years has been his interviews. That's That's it. And I like, don't know nothing. I don't know nothing, and, and not to say he, he could. He could very well have some companies, a business. But I'm certain. It's, I'm it's, certain he does. It's nothing. He, he he has nothing that will probably ever match whatever his wealth and fame was with Rockefeller. And he has nothing that will match the wealth and fame of the people he downgrades right now. Like so, like he he implied that DJ Envy's kids should be ashamed of him. Like he didn't say they should be ashamed of him. He said something like. Or would your kids be happy that you're not a boss or something like that? Or would you would your son be happy that you don't have your own business to like? He, he basically built, not only built himself up, but he made DJ Envy look bad, and then tried to say like your son would be disappointed in you almost. And it's like, where are you even coming from? Because DJ Envy's son uh, has plenty to be proud of, as far as I mean. DJ Envy's kind of whack, but like not right. whack as a DJ, but whack like he's just kind of corny at times. But I mean. His son has nothing to be ashamed of as far as DJ Envy's success. And whereas Dame Dash's relatives would be like, yeah, my dad's, uh, I mean, Dame Dash's kids would be like, well, my dad was the shit 15 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that right shit, now, that, man, that, shit, that shit just pissed me off. He's dude, like graded I... interviews. And I think he, he does all that over the top shit just so he, just because he knows that's like the only way he can get attention to whatever little menial shit he's doing right now. If he has his little fucking shoestrings line or whatever, whatever dumb shit he's doing, you know, I got, you know, I own a Kinko's on the west side, whatever, the, whatever dumb shit he's doing, he can get promotion to it if he talks about it in an interview where he's saying all other kinds of crazy shit so that the interview will get all that attention. Like, so that's his game, man. That's, it's, it's all his game. He's, he's like, he's desperate, I think. Cause like he, whatever it is he's doing, he talks about these businesses that he has and how he's how he's doing great and everybody respects his hustle and how he's just so on top of his game. But when it comes right down to it, nobody can name one thing that Dame Dash is doing outside of his interviews. So I think his game is to talk reckless in these interviews Bad while man. he's also talking about these businesses to put people on in hopes that they'll go somewhere, whereas DJ Envy don't need that help. Charlemagne don't need that help. Charlemagne got to be one of the hardest working people in the industry right now, man. The fucking breakfast, like just the fact that these people got to wake up at three, four o'clock in the morning, right? And then I know, I know he has a podcast too, right? Charlemagne has a the Brilliant Idiots podcast. Charlemagne does Guy Code on MTV. Charlemagne tours. They do club appearances. Like I don't even know when Charlemagne sleeps, and he's got to be wildly successful right now because of that. Because he's doing so much shit, and it all bangs. Like it's not like he does shit where, like. 
you find out like, oh, Charlemagne did this thing. Like everything Charlemagne does is huge right now. Yeah, and I used to, I, I used to dislike Charlemagne a whole lot. Like I, I hated his, you know, his personality and all that stuff. But I've come to actually, you know, respect the dude. You know, he, 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 he he's doing a lot. You know, and he went. You think ten years ago, Charlemagne wasn't doing much at all. You know what I mean? So wasn't he? Wasn't he? Uh, on the Wendy Williams show, that's what he... Yeah, he said he started off as an intern. Yeah. On Wendy Williams show. So, yeah, I didn't like him at all. But that's but a success I, story. Right, hell yeah. I started off as an intern on Wendy Williams, and now look at me. Right. Whereas fucking Dame Dash is a fucking... A fucking... An example of, like, plummeting. And he's over there trying to demean them. Right. He, like, you know, he's so butthurt about Jay-Z. And then, you know, it, it's just like... Whatever, whatever happened didn't go well, obviously. And he's never going to get that back. He wants it. He wants that fame back, but he's never going to get that. And he's so <laughs> he's so hypocritical. Like, how can you? Like, he t- I, all throughout this interview, he talked about like real men don't talk about other men. Real men don't talk about other men. They don't concern themselves with other men. But he's clearly butthurt about whatever happened with him and Jay Z. And then, for one, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, how are you the person who defines what it is to be a real man and what makes a real man? Like how? Like who says? Like okay, we need to figure out what it what it takes to be a real man. Let's ask Dame Dash because he knows. Like nobody gives a fuck what this dumb nigga thinks about being a real man. He's so, so fucking stupid, and he's one of them people who like I, I put this on Facebook. He's one of those people who says dumb shit so confidently that it makes stupid people think he's right. Because you hear him talk about, it, he's like, damn, he might be. Yeah, that's a good point. No, it's not. No, he I... just said it like it was a good point, but he really dumb as fuck. Like he was contradicting himself. And he was talking about, you know, all this shit about what real men do. Is it like, like that doesn't even make any sense. Real men don't talk about other men. So what do we talk about? We just sit around and just, I don't know, we talk about women? Like, why are you? He even said that. He's like, you gotta have like a, you know, a, a real man got a, a woman who helps them out, blah, 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 blah. Like, are, are you trying to get laid? Like, are you trying to press somebody? Like, what are you talking about? Like talking about real men, automatic talking about other men somehow makes you inadequate. Like and then another thing, you know, make a sense. You know, and another I guess contradict uh, uh, contradiction. You know, he's talking about how, you know you don't trust no dudes. You know, you only trust women and all this what? shit. But then you come women on the, don't even trust women. But but, but then <laughs> you but then you come on a show with two dudes and, <laughs> and the one guy that's how you're, you're you're you know you go to for advice and all that shit. So you go say you don't trust dudes. You don't want to be around dudes. But yet you come on a show with two dudes. And that's the person you talk to all the time. Right. So and the other one is somebody who is, I guess, I don't know, signed to you or whatever. And you're talking about how people ain't shit if they, if they got a boss. But ain't the nigga sitting next to you? Ain't you his boss? Like, right. So <laughs> how he supposed to feel talking about, yeah, yeah people got a boss and shit. Is, and he's just looking at you like, uh. That nigga is a walking contradiction. And, yeah. And I, you know, it was a, I, I think almost some followed a couple of people who was like really pro Dame Dash and his bullshit on that interview. Like, if, if you support the antics that he did, I, there's nothing in common that we have. There's no reason for us to communicate. There's a just a, a a thing where people feel like it makes them uh, look better, it makes them smarter or classier. Like they they try to make themselves look as if they're smarter than you or they're classier than you. Like the people who tweet about, oh, I I read forty three books a day. Oh, uh, I ha- I I'm watching a documentary right now while you guys are watching Empire. Like oh, you know, like all oh, those people, man, and they fucking make me sick, man. And that's kind of <laughs> what I see with the Kendrick shit too, because they'd be like, oh, he's, the lyrics are so impressive, and and he's got this concept, and he's talking about all these deep things. Like, yeah, but 
just because you saying that, one, don't mean you understand, and two, like it doesn't make it it doesn't make it music that everybody should like. Because right. like you said, mu- like everybody knows music is subjective. And just because like for me, just because I don't like Kendrick's album doesn't make mean that I'm like too stupid to understand it. Like it's just like it's just not for me. But like I think people can like people just want to put themselves on a pedestal and they want to make themselves look like they're better than everybody else and they know if they say oh Kendrick is so deep then that puts them in a field where they're looking like oh he must be smart because he thinks Kendrick is deep like and it's the same thing with Dame Dash and it's the same thing with uh, the people who like to tweet about all the books they've read all the classes they're taking or whatever cultural shit they're doing or whatever elevated shit they're doing like you can just do it you don't have to like tweet about it all the time like if your entire timeline of tweets is oh it's time to watch this documentary or oh, it's time to read this book let me post this picture on instagram of me with this book and this cup of tea look how classy i am no you're a con you're not classy you're just a bitch and like i think it's like I th- that one and i think that one of the bigger ones i hate too is people tweet or posting food and always emphasizing it's homemade like everybody can cook, man. Shit, this, 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 there's nothing great about your homemade meal. Shit, what, 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 what's the great? What's the point of emphasizing homemade? That you actually, you actually read a fucking recipe. Cooking is not that deep, man. It's just not that deep. That shit pisses me off all the time. You get a recipe for anything, anything, dude. anything. anything. There's you can make apps for that. Cooking is not that deep. You can read instructions and guess what? Right. <laughs> you can cook a meal. Now. Right. So the fact that you you read instructions, you know, you put all the measurements in there and did it. Yeah. No, it's not. Like know. that shit can really, it can legitimately involve no fucking brain power. Like, 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 like you say, it gives it to you down to the millimeter. If, if you can put read in and follow directions. Right. It's not like you got a cabinet full of shit and it's like, go make this with no instructions, no nothing, and you come out with this <laughs> right? fucking great-ass fucking meal. <laughs> yeah, that would be maybe a little different. But you have all the shit you need. You're like, measuring shit. fried chicken and rice. Right. Like, <laughs> like, man, whatever. It's it your dumbass down. It ain't, it, 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 ain't, it ain't that deep. It ain't that deep right. at all. So... Whatever. All you gotta do is put fried chicken and rice, but then lay some asparagus next to it, and all of a sudden you fucking Wolfgang Puck. Get right. The fuck out of you here, you man. doing plate placement, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you got lighting and shit for your picks. Whatever. Just throw a little garnish on there, and all of a sudden, look at me. I'm Emerald Lagasse. Right. I, I was just about to say Emerald, too. Yep. <laughs> got the garnish. Bam! Now, now I'm a cook. I haven't, watched a this, I haven't watched this show in years. But I don't ba- even know if it still airs. I don't know if either, but the bam was probably my favorite part of all this yeah. shit. I mean, hey. Right. <laughs> bam. How could you not like that? Right. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just a thing people do just so they can feel better about themselves and they like to put themselves in a light where they're just better than everybody else. And that's what Dame Dash is doing. That's what people do on Twitter with with uh, conscious rappers. Somebody, I saw a post in a forum and it was a perfect example of um, kind of how how this kind of thing works with like Kendrick or, or rappers. And he said something like, "You know, it's not surprising that it's getting a lot of critical acclaim because pretty much we live in a world where if you do something that's the complete opposite of what the masses would like or or or, uh, or mainstream shit, then critics are obligated to dick ride it." It's like, it, it doesn't have to be good. It's right. like, if it's just the opposite of mainstream, then people are going to be like, oh, this is great, because that's just what you're supposed to say. And not liking it is not what you're supposed to say. If it's different, 
or if it's not mainstream, you just you just supposed to say that. You just supposed to like it. And if you don't like it, then people are gonna look at you. How can you not like this? Are you? Oh, you're just not classy. You're not sophisticated enough to like this. I'm like, no, I just don't. No, like I it. just don't like it. Or it just might not be that good. Just because it's not mainstream doesn't make it good. That just makes it not mainstream. But people are just it all it all boils down to this need to be accepted and liked, and that's just a, a feeling that I don't really relate to. <laughs> So I mean, if I don't like Kendrick's album, I just don't like Kendrick's album. Like it's it's it just it's, doesn't do it for and, me. And you have that right. It's okay. Yeah, and it's nothing against Kendrick, and it's nothing against people who make music like Kendrick. And you tweet this all the time. You don't have to like groups of artists together. You can like Drake and not like Kendrick, or you can like right. Migos and also like Kendrick, or yeah. you can like Erica Badu and also like Bobby Brown. I don't know who. The Right. It's very know? much so possible to like multiple things at the same time. Exactly. It's possible it. to like multiple things at the same time. And it's also possible to like something that no one else likes. Or to dislike something that everybody else likes. Or to like, or in the case of Kendrick, like his last album but not like this one. Or like this one and not like the last one. It's all a possibility. It's only when, uh, I guess, Good Kid Mad City came out. I had started listening to his previous album right around that time. Because I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with him before. Like the uh, section eighty, mm-hmm. and I dig that album, and I it seems like this is kind of this is closer. The new album is closer to that album as far as like production and you know uh, content and shit like that. Good kid, I, I what I enjoyed about Good Kid, Mad City that I enjoyed the storyline from the from the you know the interludes and the so stuff like that. Right. It just kind of flowed, you right. know. So that was a I was a big fan of that. That's a big thing for me when I listen to stuff is I like that idea, like a, a idea of a storyline or something that flows. But even all that for me, all that is secondary to the music, like to the actual beats of the production and shit like that. Mm-hmm. All that is secondary because to me, this is the way I look at it: like how a mu- how an album sounds sonically, like just the music aspect of it is gonna connect with you on a level that's different than how lyrics will connect with you because like if you look at lyrics right you gotta list you gotta think about it you gotta it it has a connection with your brain so you think like oh that was a dope line or i like what he's talking about but music can you can feel music on a level that's beyond that like on a subconscious level like it can just move you it just make you feel a certain way that Mm. you might not even be able to explain it like i just like the way this sounds to me i can't even really explain it but it just it just reaches me on a on another level. Like I don't have you don't have to think about it. Right. You don't have to analyze it. It can just move you. And like so for me, if 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 it sonically just does not makes me feel nothing, it doesn't even matter what you're talking about because I'm not gonna fuck with it at that point. So you, for me, it has to start there. Like I have to feel something when I hear it. If I don't feel anything when I hear it, and I'm just sitting there staring blankly, you could say the craziest, deepest shit. And I'll be like, oh, okay. You was already but I'm lost. Still, I, right. <laughs> I might not even get to when you right. say that. And if you do say it, I'll be like, oh, okay, that was deep. I'm still going to the next track because I'm just not... Yeah. I'm not listening to music to sit here and be bored or to analyze. Like, I'm not writing a paper. Like, I'm, <laughs> I want right. to feel it. I'm not here to analyze. Yeah. Now, if I feel it, then I'll analyze. But I'm not here for the analyzing. I think you got to kind of throw... When you have, you know, say, tracks and so forth where, you know, you... You're trying to, you know, you got this long runway to get to your point. You got to throw a bone and make it interesting. You know what I'm saying? I might not even get to your point if, you know what I'm saying, yeah. if, if, if it doesn't sound somewhat remotely promising or whatever. So, 
Yeah, but like I say, it's it's it's, it's a decent album. Um, I, I I like the production. I like the West Coast, the feel of it. Um, but you know, like I say, it ain't for anybody. So yeah. So um, I had a situation uh the other day. I've been searching for a car for a couple of weeks. Well, no, not that long. Well, no, yeah, it probably has been a couple of weeks, but I haven't had a car for a very long time because my car died on me. So me and my fiance have been uh, splitting use of the car. Splitting it is being generous because she doesn't really drive much. So uh, <laughs> I've been driving her car, and uh, I'm not cool with that. So I've been trying to get my own shit. And I had a situation where I saw a really good deal for a pretty decent car for a pretty good price, and I'm like, you know, this looks good. Let me see if I can make this happen. So I call up, dude. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, the car's still for sale. Everything that you heard is right. So, um, yeah, you can come get it. So I'm like, well, I get off work at 6 o'clock. What time do you close? And this dude worked at, a like, a hood a hood shop. Oh, like, God. it wasn't like a, you know, a Ford dealership. It was, you know, like a hood shop in the hood. A shop where, like, the cars are behind a chain leak fix and there's, like, two pit bulls in the... <laughs> In a thing like where you know, or like you know, niggas don't break in because you'll get eaten alive. But uh, <laughs> it was a, it was like a, a hood car place. So I'm like, well, what time is your shop closed or whatever? He says seven o'clock. I'm like, well, I get off at six, so I can get there. It's not too far from downtown, maybe like ten minutes. So I'm like, I can get there, you know, six twenty, six thirty, whatever. So I was like, I call call you when I get off work. I call when I got off work. At six ten, no answer. Called a six, kept call. I called consistently till maybe like six twenty, and he had told me basically where the shop was. And then the ad for the car had a screenshot of the car in front of the location, so I knew like the main cross streets, and I knew what it looked like. So I went to that area. And sure enough, the shop was already closed. It was already chained up. There was no cars on the street. They were all in a lot. And I, I man, it sounds dumb because like that—that's not that big of a thing. But for me, that was the straw that broke the camel back as far as dealing with black businesses. Because I see all the time, I see so much shit. Support black businesses. Support black businesses. Support black businesses. And if black businesses could stop being so goddamn niggerish, then maybe I would. But it's like, why are black businesses so consistently shitty? Like, it's not even like, oh, sometimes there's a shitty black business. It's like consistently shitty. And the thing is, like, just because you might know somebody, you might have a close personal friend who's an entrepreneur who takes his business seriously, that motherfucker is the exception. That don't make black businesses cool. Black businesses, on the whole, for the most part, behave exactly as a Ku Klux Klan member would think a black business behaves. Like, a clan member would look at a black business and be like, I ain't going to that shit. Nothing but niggas in there. They're going to they're gonna sleep late and they're going to try to do, you know, try to rip me off. And all this. and that's exactly what the fuck they do. Black businesses open whenever the fuck they feel like it. They might have hours that say 8 to 6. But they'll roll out to bed at 10 o'clock like a nigga do and they show up at 10 o'clock. 5 o'clock roll around and ain't that many people coming in. Well, my hours say 6 o'clock, but I don't feel like being here anymore, so I'm leaving. And like shit like that, man, it just it yeah. just drives me crazy. As racist as white people might be right now, you could show depend on a white motherfucker to stay open during the hours that his fucking shop say. Like, like, and you and you know, you could think of like as a, as a black man, you probably been into a lot of establishments that were white owned, where you felt like 
the proprietor was looking at you like, let me watch this nigga, make sure he don't steal something. That's a real thing. But I could probably count the number of times I felt that on one hand versus the dozens or hundreds of times that I've dealt with a black business that felt like these goddamn niggas ain't doing shit. Like, so, like, the way I look at it, that, that was it for me, man. I'm just so tired of dealing with niggas who just don't know how to behave professionally in a business environment, dog. Like, you told me seven. I told you I would get off work at six. Six o'clock rolled around, and your black ass went home, knowing I was coming to get that goddamn car. And then, on top of that, the nigga didn't have no answer machine, so I couldn't cuss him out on his goddamn voicemail. And, and... Knowing you ain't got no goddamn answer machine, knowing you was going home, you still ain't calling me to tell me you was going home, and you didn't get my number ahead of time to call me and tell me you was going home. So I'm like, everything this nigga did from A to Z was nigga shit. It was fucked up from start to end. And I was like, and that is the norm. Like, that's not, I'm not going to sugarcoat, I'm not going to pretend like, oh yeah, because there's some black people who handle good business. Most niggas handle their business in a nigga fashion, and he was the fucking epitome of that shit and for me that was it i'm not doing it no more man and yeah. like support black businesses i'm the opposite of that fuck black businesses i ain't shopping if 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 i need something i find out you a black owned business i'm not buying your shit <laughs> fuck you dog i don't want your nasty ass shit send it to me in the mail for free and i might fuck with it even then i might send it back to your black ass i don't want your stupid shit yeah, i'm so sick it, of nigga businesses it, it's, man. it's sad sick that, of it's sad that you know a business like that really fuck it up for other uh, other businesses. That's what I wanted to leave on his voicemail. It's people like you who make it bad for black people who actually try to start a bit a legitimate business and behave professionally. It's people like you who fuck it up for them. And you, you have fucked it up for them for me. Like, now, don't no black entrepreneur had no chance with me. Don't no black business had no chance with me. Unless I know you personally then you don't have no chance with me. And even then, I still might not fuck with you. I might be like, well, I fuck with you in person, but I don't know how you handle your business. Like, right, right. that don't necessarily mean you cool business-wise, but you, you're you professional. And, man, I... Yeah, nine that's, times that's, out of ten, you're going to end up with a, dealing with a nigga with nigga tendencies. You ain't going to end up with no professional shit. So I, I'm I'm done with black business, man. Hashtag support, where was, where was support this place businesses. Uh-uh. Where was this place? It was on... Like Livinois between ninety six and Davison oh, area. Shit, just that hood sounds suspect. Yeah, shit. it was in the hood. And like I said, like I said the fact that they had dogs in the park in the lot while the cars was chained up behind the fence. Like the, it, it had a chain lead fence. All the cars were behind the fence, and it had two dogs inside it. And I, when I'm walking around the exterior of the thing, the dogs follow me, barking and shit, going crazy. You know, same shit you expect to see in the hood, but. That's just fucked up that my man left early, didn't even call you, and then there was no way for you to even even let him know. Or, right. Like, you, that, that, like, that's just part of bitch good business, you know what I'm saying? So, And he yeah. wasted my time. He wasted my fiance's time because I can't go get a car by myself. Right. If I drive in her car to the car dealership, Somebody. I can't buy the car. Now it's just me and two cars. So she had to come with me so that she could drive her car back if I bought this car. And I went there with every intention of buying the car. And so now, she she didn't get off work early, but, you know, she usually likes or needs to stay late. But we both got off at 6 o'clock to make sure that we could beat this dude before 7 o'clock. So, like, mm-hmm. he fucked up my ability to get the car. 
He fucked up my day and my time, and he fucked up my fiance's time. So like, it, it irritates me even more the fact that I even have to ask anybody for help. So if I have, so one, I have to go against what I want to do by asking somebody for help, and then now I gotta feel bad about it because you inconvenienced my wife. For well, my, we'll stay with that. Well, you inconvenienced my wife and inconvenienced me. So like now. I feel like I feel bad for her because she would have liked to have stayed at work longer, or she would have liked to have done whatever she. She wanted to do whatever her time. She could. Yeah, she, she could have sat around and fucked overtime. But right, it's her she could have fucking though. picked at her toes if she wanted to at home, but that was her time. So like now you fucked with her time, and like for me, I feel responsible for that because I asked her to come. So like, so now I'm like twice as mad, and I, I can't tell you how much I hate you. So now I'm three times as mad. And it's funny because because he called he actually called me so he did have my number or he did have caller ID he called me the next day while I was at work and training or whatever and who God must love him because I was not able to answer the phone <laughs> shit so he man. called the next day trying to he called the next day at about like two in the afternoon like one or two in the afternoon and I was not able to pick up the phone but oh man he is <laughs> he has no idea how lucky he was that I was not able to pick up the phone but like. She was my my fiance was like that would have made you feel better to like go off on him I'm like yes I'm like she was like but I want to do anything that's gonna you know keep my stress level down I was like that works for you that's you my stress level is elevated when I feel like somebody did some whole ass shit and I can't tell them about it like that elevates my stress level because now I'm mad and I can't tell you about yourself I can't right. really get that anger out well, the thing I was is- like, if I could have if I could have cut into him I would have felt better. And I was like, so that actually would have helped me. So yes, I am mad that I wasn't able to talk to him. No, I mean, I, I, and I think too, you know, businesses need to, you know, they need to hear that shit when they fuck up. The thing is, they fuck up and no one tells them. There's no incentive for them to do better. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it, they missed out on a sale. They missed out on advertisement. Everything was in their favor. Right. You came there to spend money, so you about to spend money and buy a car. That's a pretty decent investment. No matter what the cost is, you know. What right. I mean? So you know you going somewhere. You want to take some, whatever amount of money you about to take them, you know, and you know you go you potentially ready to buy a car, get cash, blah blah blah. And I was paying him in cash. That was another part that pissed me off. Is uh, I told him I'd pay him in cash because that always helps. You know, if you if you have somebody selling a car for X amount of dollars and you like, oh, I can't really fade that. You could probably tell him I give you less, but I give you cash. Right. And so they might. They might deal with that. So I told him I was going to give him cash. So I had to, like, leave. Like, when we had a break at work, I had to, during the training, I had to leave and go to the actual bank because I couldn't, I can't take out that much money out the ATM. Mm-hmm. So I had to go into, you know, go into the bank and, you know, fill out a withdrawal slip, all that shit. So, I, so that part was wasted. I went to the bank for nothing. Like, all that shit, man. Like. Yeah, I I, I just, I mean, I, I, I hate just bad business in general, but I, I'm always more disappointed when I run into black businesses because I feel like you know we're are we're already at a disadvantage, you know anyway when you have businesses. But then you gotta you gotta build this trust factor, you know, and all this shit, and then they just fuck over you and shit. Right. Oh, I hate that shit, man. I man, I'm still dealing with this issue with my past job. I still ain't got my extra hours they had owed me, dude. See. And it's not even black, but it's just a bit, just a fucked up business. But it's just so stupid. Like I've been, I've been holding off calling because I was gonna wait to see if it got fixed. But I'm just had to call tomorrow and like go the fuck off. Like I don't understand like how it as a as a, a staffing agency. Why would you want to miss out on hours to pay because you get paid from this too? 
Right. So it's like, you know, you're paying me whatever per hour, but you're getting some of that too, so why wouldn't you want to fix that shit? And then just integ- it just have some kind of fucking integrity. Like, do what the fuck you... I work these hours, give me my money. But now I gotta chase people around, and man, I'm, I'm so sick. So, I... <sighs> yeah. And then the fact that I had to spend so much money to get my truck fixed, money is tight. Like, give me my money. Right. Just give me my fucking money. Like, you you know, I didn't bullshit you and not work the hours. I work, I want my 10 hours of pay. So, yeah. Fuck shit. So, uh, you don't watch uh, Empire, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not. I do not partake in the goodness of Empire. So, now that we've had time to digest uh, uh, NFL free agency. Uh, so, a lot went on. This has been like the craziest like off season of the NFL that I can remember. Like this has been a lot of big stuff that's happened. Um, the biggest for us is that you know losing Sue. Uh, then we end up losing fucking Fairly. I just I thought that he would be resigning. I had no idea that things got that fucked up. Like I just didn't know. Man, but I I like the acquisition from uh, the Ravens. I can't pronounce the guy's name. Don't bother. Naga, don't. I said, don't bother. Uh, <laughs> don't even try it. I don't know what I thought about. I was thinking about uh, the office. Like Naga, Naga, not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> 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 but and then we end up getting a guy from um from the Saints. Mm, I can't think of his name. Yeah, but, it was a uh, yeah. Somebody. Yeah, somebody. But, yeah, some um, dude. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the lion shit, man. I'm not. I'm not too happy about it. Uh, I saw an interesting thing this morning, though. It was a list of the top... It was basically power rankings for the NFL team's post-free agency moves. So it was like they were taking all the free agency moves into account. And I thought with the Lions' uh, losses that they would be pretty low on there. But they were like 10th, which is not that bad, actually. Like I was surprised that like whoever made the rankings felt like the Lions will still be okay. So I found that to be encouraging, but, like, I'm not... The thing is, with me, is, like, whenever a team loses a big free agent, you always expect them to do something to try to recover. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Lions haven't... They have, I'm not going to say they haven't done anything, but they, I feel like they haven't quite done enough to recover. Like, I feel like the dude that they grabbed from Baltimore is dope, but he is, like, on the older side of things. I think he's 30, yeah. Yeah, he's 30-something, 30-31, and, like... I'm just kind of like, I feel like they're not, I feel like they're just not taken seriously enough. Like, I feel like it's we suffered a huge loss. Like, we need to be a little bit more proactive here. But maybe they have, they have big plans for the draft. But I saw an interesting picture that shows that the all of the Lions 2000, do I still? I might still have a picture. The 2011 draft class or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the, the entire 2010 and 2011, I think, draft classes are all gone. All of them. Every single person. And that's discouraging. <laughs> like, it's yeah, they all gone. To see that, like, they lost every single player in, in, in one way or another. And with Sue and Fairley, it's like, okay, you know how they went down. But it was like, they had, like, a... Uh, Titus Young in that group. Dude, that guy, um, man. He, he, 
Is he is he in jail? I don't know. I thought you. I thought he had got uh, arrested for like theft or some shit at a mall or some crazy shit. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of hard for me to be like, well, yeah, well, we can recover and you know we can try to recover in the draft and it's like, damn, we <laughs> we ain't held a draft. Pick. We had two full years of good draft picks that we no longer have anymore. I just don't think you know, depending on the draft, when you know you're thinking about you know this experience, like nine or ten guys too, man. Yeah. Experienced guys to fill it with a void. I think you know, unless you're you know top top ten player, you're not going to have an instant impact. You know what I mean? And so, you know, hopefully free agency you know helps us from you know uh, from acquisitions from other teams or whatever. It's just you know it's just not going to happen from the draft. I mean, we only got great picks like that anyway. So yeah. So then you had um, some of the other interesting moves was the uh, Eagles took. Uh, DeMarco Murray from the Cowboys which uh, I don't think that's going to benefit the Eagles as much as the Eagles think it will benefit the Eagles but um, whatever you know I mean and, and then they're putting a lot of stake in Sam Bradford which is surprising to me yeah I was I was shocked uh, by that I'm... yeah and and the again the rankings that I read had the Eagles uh, after the Lions at like 11th or 12th which you would think that after picking up last year's number one rusher, you would think like, oh yeah, maybe the, they the, they you know rank the Eagles a little higher. But it was kind of like, I, I don't think I think a lot of people are looking like, well, the Cowboys had a great line, and Demarco Murray probably isn't going to flourish the way he did. Especially uh, I, I saw I can't remember who it was, but tweeted a stat about about how much they ran Demarco Murray into the ground. Oh. Knowing that, with the full knowledge that giving a running back that kind of workload can wear on a running back really, really hard, like kind of like whoever. Oh, Stephen A. Smith. He okay. implied that the Cowboys did it on purpose, that they ran Demarco Murray into the ground, knowing that it would wear on him because they knew they would lose him. So that would suck if that's the case. That's terrible. Yeah, like <laughs> if that's what happened, wow. But um, yeah, that, that's what Stephen A. Smith said, and. I don't. I don't know. I don't see that really working out for the Eagles. I don't. I don't know why they see Sam Bradford so highly. I, Didn't I, the Eagles trade off one of their better players to the to Buffalo? I, I thought they did. I can't think of the guy's uh, name. But the yeah, Eagles. I don't know. I'm, Eagles. I'm kinda, Eagles was making some uh, some interesting moves. So I, much stuff happened, and I was, was kind of out of the loop. I don't, I don't know. They might have. I was shocked that uh, New Orleans traded off Graham. Oh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, yeah. which. Seattle is now was number one in that ranking actually because of that because of that move and from Mark and retaining Marshawn Lynch because everybody assumed Marshawn Lynch was going to be gone. I mean, I heard rumors of him retiring. You know, yeah. What I'm so, so like everybody assumed he was going to be gone. So like they bring him back and then they add Jimmy Graham and the and the idea is like if the if the Seahawks are at the one yard line, who the, what the fuck is you going to do? Like, shit, shit, they fuck around and still make the bad decision. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got you you, you got you got great fucking options now. You know, at the one, what do you do? You damn sure don't do that fucking slant pass <laughs> for sure. But right. I think they're, they're, they're going to be a, a, a great again this year. I mean, it's just sad that they their whole fucking season just came down to that one whole ass play. Right. But they're going to be good again. Yeah. So they were number one on there. Um, and then the Cowboys were still ranked pretty high. And then on the flip side of that, even though I did say, like, Stephen A. Smith said they ran DeMarco Murray into the ground and, and you know, they wore his body out or whatever, they haven't done anything to replace him yet. 
Like, no. what are you? What? How do you retain? I don't even get the reason for running. I mean, you know, you do that. Who? Who are you going to have? You know, next. Right. Like, what? How are they still supposed? Like, uh, Skip Bayless tweeted that the, that the Eagles uh, basically paid too much in this off season, and then said that the Cowboys are going to be okay. And I'm like, how are the Cowboys going to be okay with one? To me, the Cowboys weren't as good as their record, and then two. They did still lose Demarco Murray and have yet to replace him. Like, I don't, I don't know how the Cowboys are going to be okay. I don't know. I don't see Romo playing that many more years either. I mean, he's Romo. Like, uh, I, I, he will I, inevitably Romo. Like, yeah, so I don't, I don't see him playing that many years. So I'm like, you know, at some point, like they're going to have to, you know, uh, start considering what they're going to do for a quarterback. I don't see, you know, I think his body is just not going to take it, you know, so. That'd be another issue. Hopefully, that won't happen sooner than later for him. But I think that's definitely an issue. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to football. It's like I don't want to wish away the, the summer. Like I'm ready for warm weather, but it's like to to want football. I gotta like wait, wait to the end of fucking summer. Right. <laughs> so you know, it's like I want to enjoy enjoy the weather, but at the same time, I can't wait till football happens. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, like, I, like I said, the same reason. It's like yeah, I'm looking forward to the NFL season, but. We just getting on the cusp of getting decent weather. Like, right. yeah, you don't want to wish that away. Right. Like, snow just fucking melted, dog. I'm, right. I'm so not trying to trying to see that shit again. So, if I got to wait, fuck it then. So. Yeah. Um, so, um, I was looking at, um, I was listening to, uh, what was it? Uh, Mojo in the Morning. Uh, it's a local uh, morning show. Is that 95.5? Yeah. And um, I don't know how the conversation started. I came in in the middle of it when I got in the car. But they were talking about, they had people calling in, talking about their uh, OCD tendencies. And somebody was uh, somebody who was on the show, one of the personalities or whatever, was saying that she knows somebody who has like pretty serious OCD tendencies, who gets upset when they hear other people basically make it sound like they got OCD when they really don't. Just they like they might like some random thing a certain way. Like, yeah, I'm really big about... Like, I have OCD because, you know, I really I really don't like when my desk is dirty. Like, you know, it's shit like that. And, like, that... That's not OCD. Yeah, and, like, like that kind of, like... That kind of resonated with me because I've always thought that, like, OCD... Saying that you have OCD is kind of like an overused term at this point. Like, everybody kind of want to say that they have OCD. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, why is it cool to say that you have some sort of disorder or something like that? But I think people look at it as like, hey, look at me. I'm kind of quirky and weird. Doesn't that make me cool? Like, oh, I have OCD. It's cool. It's no big deal. Like, like that is a, that's that's an affliction. Like, people yeah. are crazy with and, OCD. And I, right. And, like, that's a serious problem that some people have. And, like, to me, I, I've, I've had that thought. I had that thought this morning is that that's insulting and, like, disrespectful to people who actually have OCD to say that you have OCD because, you know, you like to make sure that your socks match. Like, that's not OCD. Like, did you see the True Life episode about OCD? Right. Like, that's, that, that's, major <laughs> that's fucking OCD, OCD dog. Like, it, and somebody told a story about, like, callers would call in talking about their actual OCD issues or, or issues that they know of. There was a one caller who called in and said that their, I think they said their dad or their brother, I can't remember which one, that after he takes a shower, he has, like, a, a routine, right? He gets out of the shower. He has, like, his towel in a specific place. And he has, like, I guess, uh, 
I don't know. He's probably white, so he probably had Crocs. Bought a fucking uh, shower. <laughs> some shoes. Some shower some shoes that he gets in after he gets out the shower. And then his like little bathroom routine or whatever they do. And for whatever reason, the I, I think it was a dad. The dad pissed the daughter off. The daughter was the caller. The dad pissed the daughter off. So she sent her brother into the bathroom while the dad was in the shower and took the shoes. So that he couldn't get out the shower and get into his shoes. She said he stayed in the, he stood in the shower for three hours until the mom came home. To like bring the shoes back so he could get out the shower. That's fucked like, up. When the shit affects your day like that, when your day don't function until you've like like somebody else called and said like their mother has to like turn off and unplug all the electronics, anything that's electronic before she leaves to go to work. Like if you took that away where like she couldn't unplug like you super glued something in and she couldn't unplug it where she wouldn't be able to leave the she house. She probably wouldn't leave the house then. Like that is OCD. Like saying like you know I need to make sure that my socks match. I have OCD. Aren't I quirky? Like that's so disrespectful and insulting to people who actually have a real affliction. And like I thought that was so interesting man because there's a lot of people who, who like to take things that were common were say 10 years ago would be looked at as weird or strange or wrong right. and say oh I have that now I just do that and it's just quirky it's just be mean quirky because it's trendy now to be kind of like off a little bit because it, you, you're thinking like oh, I'm, I'm different from all the rest of y'all I'm this way all the rest of y'all are that way but I'm this way and that makes me different that makes me original that makes me better than you but it's so trendy now everybody's doing that so now you're not different anymore you're just you're just like everybody else. You're conforming just like everybody else. And another thing is like introversion. Like it's it's like cool to be introverted right now. And like I don't I don't understand why that's cool. Like especially in a world where everybody likes to uh, tweet and tell their own tell all their business and and have you know get-togethers and party and and be social, but also you're cool because you're introverted or you're different because you're introverted and like. I just noticed intro, being introverted is really tre- really tre- trendy right now. It's like it, it, then I you know I've seen people categorize. They say either either they, you know they push the introvert introvert um, or they say uh, outgoing introvert. <laughs> like pick one, motherfucker. Either you're either you're outgoing or you're introvert. You can't be both. There's not <laughs> an outgoing. Introverted. I just like the party. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I think another one for me is, uh, I guess you insert whatever topic is, and then they put fucking Nazi at the end, like grammar, <laughs> grammar Nazi. Nazi. Yeah, like, yeah, do you yeah. understand where the fuck Nazi word come from? <laughs> I hate that shit. If you just if 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 you you know you you like grammar, you know you just like grammar. You're in a fucking grammar Nazi. You're yeah. not a whatever. It, it, it's it's hard sometimes because you you want to. It's just natural to want to trumpet something about yourself that you're proud of or something about yourself that's different than everybody else that sets you apart and makes you original. But at the same time, if it's not actually who you are, don't be that. Like, just be who you are. Don't latch on to something that supposedly makes you different but is not really you. Just so you can say, hey, look at me, I'm different. And the, the... funny thing that's so contradictory about it is that everybody's doing that right now. So right. you're not different. You, you introverted like the other millions of people who claim to be introverted and then the people who actually are introverted are giving you all kinds of side eye while you, every weekend when you posting pictures of you out partying and clubbing and shit and you got, you know, you going to work and you're the life of the party and shit and you got nine million friends and you're getting off on all this ex- 
this acceptance and this this feeling of everybody liking you, but you're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm reading a book tonight by myself because I'm introverted. Like what? <laughs> Fuck out of here, man! <laughs> now you got the. Uh... Home cooked food, Nazi introvert. <laughs> right. <laughs> the home cooked food, yeah, Nazi just, introverted, I, I, I OCD think, person. I think it's like it's, it's like people want to be in, to associated with a a, a a group or a name or you know they want to be a part of something. You know, you don't have to. If they you, try to they try to have their cake and eat it too. Like I want to be a part of something, but I want it to be something that you're not a part of. Right. But everybody else is a part of it too. Like right. so, what are you talking about? Right. Like, it's the same thing with those like creepy people who those those creepy white people who who kill people. Like the fucking, those creepy white people who kill people. <laughs> like the goth people or whatever, like the the fucking mass murderers or whatever that wear trench coats or whatever whatever the fuck it is that they do. They're like, Oh, you know, I am so alone and I'm dark and I'm I'm goth and I'm just different, but there's like forty bazillion other people who dress just like you who are in the same internet forums as you, complaining about how everybody else is a conformist, right. and you're so different, but like, you're in a group with 40 million people talking about how everybody else is a conformist, and right. you're like, you different. Just, you just joined a group with a whole bunch of other motherfuckers. Right. So it's not, you're <laughs> who not... all dress exactly like you. Like, you're different, and you're original, but all, like you and the other 30 million people all have black fingernails, you all wear long-ass black trench coats, you all dress in black, you, have, you dyed your hair black, and you all listen to the same music. You all feel the same way about the, all the same things, but you're all different. Right. No. You may <laughs> just be different from the people around you currently, but right. no, you just joined a group of a whole bunch of other strange motherfuckers. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like we live in a world right now where everybody wants to be original, but original with a whole bunch of people just like them. <laughs> yeah, like how does that even work? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. That's what makes it fucked up. Like you say, hey, I'm OCD because I, I like it when my socks match, and so now I can like that makes me different because I have OCD. But like, there's 40 million other people who think that they're OCD for the same illegitimate ass reason that you do. And then the act by comparison, the actual seven people who actually have OCD are looking at you like. Uh, you don't know this life, and you don't want these problems. Nah. Why are you pretending like this that is actually is, something is you have? Nothing to want. Like, that shit is so insulting to me, man. Like I would never claim to have no OCD, man. Like I, I have like little. Every see the thing is that everybody can find a little quirk that they have. That doesn't make you OCD. Like I like to wash my hands. That doesn't make me OCD. You just, just like to wash your like fucking wash hands. hands. I want to make sure my hands are clean. Now somebody who called into the radio station said that. When their OCD was real bad, they would wash their hands until they bled. Mm. That, that's, that's, that's OCD. That's, that's OCD. That's a problem. <laughs> right. Like, you just scrubbing and just, like, going, and your hands are getting raw. That's OCD. Like, I like to fucking um, make sure that my desk is... Or, like, I'll notice, like, I don't... I, I'm particular about people moving stuff on my desk at work. Or, like, touching my shit. Or, like, if I come back to my desk, I'll notice if something's off. Or I'll notice if somebody used it. Or I'll notice if the... If it's a different chair, or somebody elevated or decreased the level of the chair, shit like that. Like I'll notice, like when things are off, and I like them a certain way. That'll make me OCD. Just means I like stuff a certain way. If I come in and a picture is off, or my chair is at a different level, I'm gonna say, "Hey, somebody fuck with my chair. I don't appreciate that shit." And I'm gonna go about my fucking day. I'm not gonna go home like, "Oh my god, I I can't fuck shit. Why am I chair down an inch? This is bullshit." Yeah. So it's. 
Yeah, that's sad though. I, I, you know, I think that's probably one of one of one of the worst. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know, never mind. Yeah, you 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 categorize it great. Yeah, people associated. People just ain't shit. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's boils down to I just don't like nobody. So I don't like black people. I don't like people who claim to have some shit that they don't got, or who claim it because they want to be part of a group, but at the same time pretend like everybody else wants to be a part of the group and they're original. I'm like. It's really just like you just lumping in. I'm just lumping in like everybody. Like I, I like like four people on earth, and that's like about it. Like don't like black people. You don't like white people. You, you, you don't like black businesses. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you pretty much just everybody. Like yeah, I don't like black people. I don't like white people. So like that pretty much like yeah, that sums it up. Yeah, you just don't like. I just don't like everybody. That's, that's really all it is. And pretty soon that's gonna be cool too. Yeah, it's gonna be cool to not like everybody. Like, I bet you'll see, you'll one day will see people like, oh, I can't stand everybody. Cause I always say humans. I was like, humans make me sick. I can't, because I don't say black people. I don't say white people. I don't say Russians. I don't say whatever. I just say humans get on my nerves because it's, it's too difficult to try to encompass all the different types of people that I can't stand. So I just say humans I piss mean, me off. I, I can't stand humans. You could just, you know, sum it up with humans and that just works out well because uh, humans constantly piss me off. And I bet that shit is going to end up trendy at some point. Like, everybody be like, man, humans make me sick. Because it's the same thing with, like, I swear to God, dude, I, I would never try to attribute it to me. But, like, when I, how did I discover that shit? I don't know how I discovered it. But I, I, I don't know, I read an article about introversion a couple years ago, and I was like, it made my life make more sense. I was like, this makes so much sense to me. And I think I tweeted something like, you know, I just read this article, and this makes so much sense. Like, I understand why I do the things I do. I understand, like, it gave me an understanding of who I am and why I behave the way I do. And so that was like very enlightening to me. That was like an epiphany. I'm like, this makes so much sense to me right now when I read about introversion. And then maybe like a year later, it's like everybody was introverted. And I'm like, I've never even had heard the term before I discovered it. And now it's like a common fucking term. Like, And it doesn't help that you got sites like BuzzFeed doing 25 ways to show that you're an introvert. Oh my God, it drives me crazy, man. And can you imagine if you were a person who like has some, you know, has something else that is like it, it, the, the thing about it is like when I learned about introversion, that helped me understand myself, and it helped me understand like this is something that makes me me. So to have something where everybody else wants to be that, it's it's a, I don't want to say offensive because I don't get offended, but it's irritating. And it's like, can you imagine like if you somebody who had OCD and it's something like. You wish you didn't have it, and now you see everybody else fucking claiming that they have it because they think it's cute. Like, man, that's so offensive, dog. And I, like, I, I feel for those people, man, and whoever else, whatever other affliction you may have or anything you may be dealing with that you wish you didn't have it. Like, uh, another, another good example is skinny people and fat people. Because, like, a skinny person would be like, oh, I feel so fat, and they can eat uh insane amount of food and never gain a pound. And then you got that fat person... Who, who like feels like they gain? Who gains like five pounds anytime they eat a fucking French fry? And then you have the skinny person who can eat whatever they want and not gain a pound and go, "Oh, I'm so fat!" Like, <laughs> did you know that uh, Facebook yeah. had a a feel? You know, you add feelings. You know, to your, your yeah, your yeah, yeah. They had one and they took down those one. It was called feeling fat. Oh man! I and you know, know they they call arcs. I, I, I think it happened so fast though. So they, you know, 
Man, it, it's funny you on a topic. It's this. It's this Anorexic thing. people blew that fucking feeling oh, up. Oh hell yeah! You know they did. You know they did. <laughs> I smell the steak. I feel so fat. <laughs> I smell the steak. <laughs> That's terrible. I feel so fat. It's, it's this man. It's I this, looked at Otis's grillet book. Oh right, <laughs> feeling <laughs> fat. <laughs> Dude, that grilling book is awesome. Dog. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, actually. There's some good-ass shit in there. Oh, but on the topic of, of that, it's, it's, this, um, it's this chick on, on um, Twitter. And she's a, I don't even, I guess you would call, she's not skinny. She's a pretty girl, though. She's a pretty girl. But, you know, she it's like she idolizes all of these smaller girls. Like, she wants to be small so bad. And it's just like, and she, like, she has a boyfriend and stuff because she posts the pictures and stuff like that. But it's like, how could you, as a, having a partner, and the person that you, you, you fell in like with, fell in love with, doesn't want to be the person that they are, but you like that person. So, when she goes to change, say she, you know, does whatever she does to the extreme to be this different person, do you expect the person you with to still like you? If you don't even like yourself right now. It's, man... That's something that's, man, that's deep, dog. Because, like, I have that issue myself, man. And I think a lot of people do because everybody, I think everybody has something that they're self-conscious about. Right. And when it comes to that thing that you're self-conscious about, if you have a significant other, it's on that significant other, I think, to support whatever you got to do to feel better about yourself. Right. At least in the terms of, like, not making yourself like uh not doing harm to yourself right so like if you're like a person who like you overweight and you want to be skinny i feel like your partner even if they're cool with how you look they should support you in wanting to lose weight to the point of like not helping you be anorexic or unhealthy you know you know like hey let me hold your hair while you throw up like you know they they shouldn't go that far but i feel like they should support you and doing whatever you need to uh, to get to where you want to be at. And if you if you are a person who's like that, I think you need to do you need to do what you got to do to feel better about yourself. Like so, you can't say like if like take this girl for instance, if she feels like she's too big, and her significant other is cool with it, she can't necessarily look at it like well. My significant other is cool with me being big, so I guess I'll just stay big. Because you're you going to stay unhappy as well. So you got to right. do what's good for yourself so you feel better. And then your partner should be cool with that as long as you aren't doing anything, I guess, too drastic or uh, or unsafe. Because, like, I got... Like I'm, I, that's my that's my problem. Is like I, I For me, I can't lose weight. It's hard, man. Like, for me... I've always been a person where I gain weight incredibly easily. In addition to that, I love food, so that's a problem. And now I'm engaged to somebody who also loves food and likes to go out and eat a lot. So, for me, losing weight is like a it's like a full time job. Like I gotta watch every single thing I eat. I gotta make sure I'm working out every day almost. Like I gotta like put in hard hard work. Just to lose weight at a slow rate. Whereas, you know, somebody else might be skinny as fuck and can eat whatever they want. But that's my that's my personal thing. And she has her own stuff. And she is cool, I'm certain, with 
how I look presently, but I'm not cool with it. Right. So I expect her to support me in whatever it is that I want to do as long as I'm not drastically changing my appearance, especially since we started seeing each other when I was probably like, I don't know, fucking 30 pounds lighter than I am right now. So she liked me then, so Right. I just, yeah, I just wonder how that goes in relationships, you know, you you know, you you met at a certain look or whatever the case is and then, you know, things change, you know, maybe you gain or lose or, you know, your appearance change, like like how you know I how do you how do you support the person that you're with, but at the same time, you know, you're going they're gonna change and then it's gonna be you know, they want to be someone different, you know. So it's like I think it depends on, on the someone different. Like, how do you define someone different? I don't know, man. Because like, losing weight, eh, it's not that big of a someone different. Not they want to get a sex change. <laughs> no, well, losing weight, you know, even if, say, your partner gained weight, like, you know, you blew up 100 pounds. You know that's, what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're not the person, you know, that she met. That's, you know, and now that's, you, that's a... And Interesting it, flip side. Yeah. Because losing weight is more acceptable than gaining weight. Right. They should be e- looked on upon equally, but somebody says, hey, I want to lose weight. Everybody's like, go for it. Good for you. But if somebody says, hey, I want to gain weight, they'll be like, right. Or uh, even if you what? don't want to, you just ended up happening. You know, it's, like, how do you, I, I don't know. I, I, I know it probably, I know couples and stuff probably struggle with that because I can't even put the words like how do you, you know, how do you deal, you deal with that in either case. But I mean, I guess the, the, the bigger issue, a bigger issue for me is that, you know, if you're with somebody who hates who they are and they want to be someone different, but how do you, how do you, how do you like love someone that doesn't even enjoy themselves. Like, you know what I mean? That's just... Well, maybe uh, the difference is, like, they're not trying to change themselves. They're just trying to change their appearance or their physical whatever. Right. Which isn't necessarily who they are on the inside. So it might right, be the right, same right, person. Right, right, right. Like, they might just be like, I don't like how I look right now. And it could be as as menial of a difference as, like, okay, you might have one person who says, hey, I want to lose 80 pounds. And, like, that's going to drastically change the way they look, but they're going to be the same person. And it could be something like, okay, I have a, I'm have a guy who I have, like, a foot-long beard, and now I want to completely be clean-shaven. And it's like, yeah, that's a drastic change, but you're still the right. same person. So, I mean... I don't know why I, that sound, I, don't know. I don't know why that sound like something like from Catfish. Like I know the picture ain't real, but I'm still the same person. <laughs> you know, you fell in love that's, with me, not that's the picture. It. That's true, though. <laughs> I think like I think it, it's it's just a thing. I think it's unique to weight. Like I feel like a lot of the other stuff is not as significant as weight. But it's like right. there's just a, a stigma regarding weight in this country where it's like you got to be skinny, you got to be thin. Thin is good, fat is bad, and like. If you if you're working toward being skinny, great. If you gain weight, bad. And that's just how it is. And I and I think that's what the difference is. Like you can be somebody who you're not happy with yourself being overweight, and then you might look at it like this person is changing who they are. Right. But if you're somebody who's not happy being skinny, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Like right. you say, oh, I need to put on a few pounds. I'm so skinny. Oh, good for you. Like, yeah, you know. Right. That's always cool. that's an exception when yeah. it's usually the opposite. You know, I want to yeah. lose a few pounds. And, Nobody yeah. has a problem with people who are too skinny, but if you're too big, it's an issue. Right. So. Fucking fat America, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and we all we all overweight up in this bitch, dog. Like America, man, shit. 
Like, it's it's crazy, man, just to walk around, just especially in Detroit, man. All these all these black folks and all the shit that we eat, and then like, you know, they talk about like grocery stores and and how much it costs to eat healthy, and then you got like places like McDonald's where you can get a full ass meal for three dollars. <laughs> like, right. have the fucking dollar menu Man. you can get three McChickens for three dollars and you good that's a whole meal what's three dollars gonna get you a Whole Foods fucking kicked out that's what it's gonna yeah, get right. you <laughs> he said kicked out <laughs> yeah, you see a, a you, poor ass out of here you see, a, you see a cart full of Whole Foods you know they gonna spend a grip right and that's probably a week of food but you can go to McDonald's and get a week of food like if you not I mean not a week of food but like you can eat at McDonald's and get enough food for a day if you ate just off the dollar menu. Yep. For shit, depending on who you are, anywhere from five to ten dollars for a day. But who could eat at a grocery store for five to ten dollars a day? So you can spend, we'll say, on the higher end, ten dollars. Who gonna go to grocery store and get enough food for a week for seventy dollars? Are you buying this whole chicken and rice? Yeah, that's it. Seventy dollars, and that's it. But like McDonald's, ten dollars a day, that shit gonna stretch. <laughs> ten dollars a day is stretching you, McDonald's you could, to feed you yourself. A, you can hit a, a, a dollar menu and be set. Set. So I mean, it, it, we we live in a place where it's easier to be fat. Like it's it's easier to be fat. It's easier to get fat, and it's hard as fuck to lose weight, man. Expensive ass healthy food, high ass gym memberships, and Netflix. I'm <laughs> you blaming Netflix for, for I am blaming for, Netflix for, for, for Fat the, America for the dial of Fat America fuck yep. Netflix <laughs> it's fucking Netflix fault they got damn binge watching and the house of cards and shit why are you gonna eat healthy and go work out when you can sit and watch Frank Underwood for the whole weekend you're right though it's, it's, it's a no brainer right. like I'm gonna watch Frank Underwood and I'm gonna eat McChickens like <laughs> it's a pretty easy decision who gonna eat some fucking asparagus and exercise when you can eat McChickens and watch right. Frank Underwood? Yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer. Big Macs two for five, like right. shit. I'm on it. I ain't making everything two for five, man. It's hard to it's hard to be healthy out here. Love, man, I, used to, I used to love when Big Macs came two for five, man. I was that was my shit, dog. Fucking rallies be having big ass sandwiches, two for four and shit. Big ass fucking sandwiches. Man, that shit ain't good at two all. Two for four, it's nah, man. It's not at all, man. And the crazy thing about it is, man, you feel like shit after you eat that. Not necessarily even physically. You feel like shit emotionally. like, right, Or like, you feel feel like shit like you just feel bloated. You feel tired. You feel fat. Like, there's nothing, no good feeling once you've done eating this bad food. And we do it anyway. Because it feel good while you're eating it. But after that, Done, dude. Nigga, I feel bad the next morning. Like, mad at my... Not bad in the sense of, like, emotionally bad. Like, I'll be mad at myself. Like, what did I eat last night? Especially if I was drinking. It's like, man, I've, I've I've been out drinking and then went and dropped, like, I don't know, $10 at rallies. Got, like, two burgers, a big-ass thing of fries. It's not even $10. Two for five burger at the most. And then, like, $2 for a large fry. Spends fucking seven dollars at rallies. After I done did a whole bunch of drinking, wake up in the morning like, oh my god, what? That's usually the worst. Do? I feel. I, I usually feel the worst when I've been drinking and I go get some bullshit ass food. Right. Like, oh well, considering all the food, uh, all the food I ate and all the drinks I had, I probably ate like eight thousand calories yesterday. Oh, that's great. Like, right. you feel like shit, and then you keep doing it. Like, it's it's a fucked up cycle. <sighs> 
It's the, I'm depressed now. So we're right. Like, <laughs> at, at, at that point, I think we're just gonna. Uh, right, I'm depressed, and now I'm gonna head to head head to White Castle on the way right, home. Right. Or, <laughs> get a quesarito at the Taco Bell Taco right. Bell on the way home. What Thank you guys for listening to our de- depressed section of uh, the World of the Podcast. <laughs> right. I, guess, I guess we would end it on that note then, right. so we won't become any more depressed. And right, shit. and you guys can go have some ice cream with chocolate sauce and right. sprinkles on top. <laughs> well, that's all we got for the day, for the week. Yep. So, uh, see y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>